Last season, I started a periodic series on the laws of the game because I was sick of all the controversy surrounding VAR and referee decisions that impacted matches and FPL lineups. As I record this, we are three weeks into the 2021-2022 season, and things have been okay. Quiet on the controversy front. It's been really nice. Nothing like the handball issues we had at this time last season. Is it because the English referees are another year older and wiser with the use of VAR? Maybe. Speaking of referees, however, they are the subject of the next law in this series, law number five, the referee. As usual, when you go to the FA's website to review the laws of the game, there's a picture at the top of each law's page. On the referee page, we see Michael Oliver. Excellent choice. Michael is, by all accounts, a very good referee. A FIFA referee, actually. As usual, again, the picture chosen for this webpage is, well, it's weird. Michael looks like he's either chewing on a delicious piece of tobacco or maybe the inside of his cheek. If he's doing neither, then it's the kind of face someone makes when they are drooling uncontrollably. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to describe this for you, the audio podcast audience. Anyway, on with what the law itself has to say. Right away, the law minces no words in the role of a referee. Quote, Each match is controlled by a referee who has full authority to enforce the laws of the game in connection with the match. End quote. Controlled. Full authority. Later, we read that the decisions of the referee are, quote, final and must always be respected, end quote. Okay, I get it. Referees have the power. But then there's this, quote, decisions will be made to the best of the referee's ability according to the laws of the game and the spirit of the game and will be based on the opinion of the referee who has the discretion to take appropriate actions, blah, 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 end quote. I find it interesting that the spirit of the game and the referee's opinion are referenced here. This law, in a few paragraphs, has covered facts and opinions, laws, and the spirit of the game. It's a breathtaking amount of authority for one person. After a couple of confusing paragraphs about some seemingly specific stuff that only Andrew the Ref could help me with, there's this shocking statement, quote, If a referee is incapacitated, play may continue under the supervision of the other match officials until the ball is next out of play, end quote. Obviously, referees get in the way of the action sometimes, so this happens. But still, this is one of those randomly specific things to be added that you know is caused by something that happened this one time in that one match. In fact, I got curious about this. So I googled soccer referee incapacitated. The first result was a 2016 video of a third division Brazilian match that saw a referee get assaulted by a player who had just received a red card. The referee wasn't incapacitated, but it was a pretty bad shove. The second result in Google was a promo video for becoming a soccer referee in the U.S. You can't make this stuff up. When it comes to the powers and duties of the referee, there's nothing surprising about what's listed. Keeping the time giving out fouls and cards, allowing for an advantage to be played, handling injuries, etc. I did learn two things, though. First, a referee can give a red card to a player in the tunnel before the pre-match walkout and not let him play in the match. This provides a layer of drama to those shots in the tunnel, doesn't it? Second, if a medical person gets sent off and he's the club's only medical provider, then he can't be sent off. This feels like a loophole waiting to be exploited. 
Circumstances for when referees can stop, suspend, or abandon matches are listed. It's for things you would expect, like if the lighting is bad, or if someone throws an object at a person. It's funny, referees seem to delay abandoning a match for thrown objects. It has required the players to take matters into their own hands. Referees, fix this. Players should be able to play in front of fans and not fear getting hit by objects. Period. If it happens, protect the players and anyone else on the pitch, including yourself. We've all heard the phrase clear and obvious error way too many times to count. Well, there's a reason for that. It's actually in the law. It's still here. So, though, is the lesser-known phrase, serious missed incident. Unless there's a serious missed incident, the referee has to make a decision on a play if his, or her, decision results in a clear and obvious error, VAR intervenes. Makes sense. But here's where I'm confused. VAR is only supposed to get involved, according to the law, when the clear and obvious error or serious missed incident involves a a goal, no goal call, a penalty, no penalty call, direct red card, or mistaken identity play. What's not on that list? Offside calls. And yet we have these lines drawn on TV screens to indicate on or off. I'm confused. I've always believed that VAR should get involved in offside calls if it's clear to the naked eye on replay that the call on the pitch was wrong. No lines. And no, I don't care how thick the lines are. If you need a line drawn, it's not clear and obvious anymore, is it? As a first for this periodic podcast series, there are little cartoon graphics in the law to show how referees should signal the different calls. Have you ever noticed how the signals are all the same with just a slight distinction in arm angle? It becomes very clear when you look at the graphics on this page. Goal kick, arm out at 30 degree angle. Corner kick, 60 degrees. Penalty kick, 40-ish degrees. And so on. I've always thought that American football and basketball referees had funny signals for things, but maybe they're onto something. Just once, I'd like to see Anthony Taylor give a basketball-style blocking foul call on somebody. That's it for law number five. We'll get info on the other match officials in the next law. In the meantime, I'm going to work on figuring out how I can draw offside lines for Dave when he starts to get a little too political during our podcast episodes. Until next time.